a swag out them balls. Is that is that Bowtie Paisley? And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style. Now, there are a couple of things that I hope you realize about me from listening to this podcast, especially the past couple of episodes. One, if this is your first time listening, thank you. Welcome. I hope you stay for more. I hope you go back and listen to the previous podcast. Two, I like to watch movies. Three, I tend to gravitate toward older movies. And four, I subscribe to a couple of different streaming services, as many of us do nowadays. Primarily, I flip between Hulu, Disney Plus, and Netflix with a lot of the free ad-supported services sprinkled in between. So with that, I was prompted to scroll through Disney Plus the other day to see exactly what movies are in the collection. Now, mind you, most of my Disney Plus watching over the past couple of months have been watching the new Muppets Now series, which is... Okay, I still have to time this recording. Watch episode three. Uh, watching the or rewatching the old X Men series, which is always amazing. Uh, same with the Spider Man series and kind of this Spider Man series from the 90s on Fox, not the original one that was on NBC that merged or changed into Spider Man's Amazing Friends, which I love as well. Something I grew up with, but that's not what I'm talking to or talking about. So that's what I tend to watch when I pop on to Disney Plus. And it has been a while since I looked to see what movies are actually available uh, to me, a subscriber, to watch on any given day. So just from watching YouTube and seeing a couple things, I'm like, hey, let me see what's actually on there. So I'm going through and looking through all of the movies alphabetically, and then Tron Legacy just stuck out to me. Now, you have to understand, there are, I think people forget how long Disney's been pumping out movies, and they tend to only think about the Marvel and the more prominent Disney characters when it comes to movies but disney has a long history of putting out family movies and there are just so many movies to choose from and then you add to that all of the movies that are there from the 20th century fox acquisition you have to understand you have two movie studios that have a storied history going back almost 100 years between the two i'm actually more than 100 years if you put in their combined time of outputting movies together. So that's a lot of movies. So there's a lot there to discover. So I discovered Tron Legacy when scrolling through. Actually, I didn't discover it. It was a rediscovery because I've seen Tron Legacy before. Uh, It caught me off guard because when I saw it, it had its release date. And the fact it was released in released in 2010 floored me. The fact that it had been 10 years, a full decade since that movie came out. Now, if you are like me and you are a child of the 80s, and especially if you were someone who was very much labeled that geek nerd in the 80s, I'm sure you love Tron just just like I did. Uh, Tron was that gateway for us to start to fantasize what computers could be like, not just the effects of the movie, but also the exploration of computers and that that wonderful world, that brand new world that we were growing up in. So Tron is, you know, one of those movies that's near dear to my heart, as I'm sure many other people in my demographic and who, you know, have my similar sets of interests, much like I'm pretty sure many of you have. So with that, when back in 2009, when it was announced that a Tron sequel was coming out, I was, as you can imagine, giddy. 2010 came around, I was there opening day, uh, opening weekend, and I saw it that Friday and I saw it in 3D and I I walked away from it impressed and disappointed. Now, you have to 
remember, this is a long, 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 long time ago when we were able to actually go out to the movies and not have to worry about catching any sort of deadly diseases. So it seems so long ago and a decade is quite a long time. But I walked away impressed and disappointed at the same time. I was disappointed because you have to remember, this is a year after Avatar. And if you've seen Avatar, and if you've seen it in the theater, you know how immersive of a 3D experience that was. That was, without a doubt, a groundbreaking 3D movie experience. And you felt like you were in the movie. So, as you can imagine, 2010 rolls around. Everybody is shoehorning 3D into their movies by that time. And Tron Legacy was advertised as being in 3D. Now, you would think it's Tron and it's Disney. If there's any company that's positioned to do 3D as well as Avatar and any movie that should be doing 3D as well as Avatar, it would be Disney and Tron Legacy. The answer to that question was no, they were not positioned to do anything. First and foremost, only key sections or advertised sections of the movie were in 3D. It wasn't a full 3D experience. And even those experiences, those scenes that were in 3D were underwhelming considering what was just released the year before. Do not get me wrong. Tron Legacy is a beautiful one. The world of Tron is a beautiful spectacle of light and shapes and geometry and technology. It is beautiful. It just did not work in that 3D realm. It was very, very disappointing. But I did walk away rather impressed. One, as I said, it is a beautiful movie. The world of Tron, the world of the grid is a beautiful place to behold. Acting was good. The plot was solid. But more importantly, the music by Daft Punk sets that movie apart from anything it was before that score and anything it could have been without that score. That score makes the movie. It sets the tone for the movie. It feels futuristic. There's emotion there. You know, it hits all the right beats when it comes to pivotal parts of the movie to convey both the futuristic sort of nature of the world, the technological sort of nature of the world, but also the emotion of parts of the world when it needs to convey that emotion. So that score by itself makes that movie. So I say all that to say that's what I walked away from when I saw that movie initially in 2010. So I went to revisit it and there's some things that just are glaring when you rewatch it again. First and foremost is the effects, good and bad in that. The bad is the de-aging technology that was used on Jeff Bridges, both in the early scenes in the 80s and also on the main uh, villain Clue, who is a clone or digital representation of the Jeff Bridges character. It is amazing to see that in that 2010, it looked great, but in 2020, it looks horrible. The face is still kind of plastic and rubbery, and that says a lot considering how much that technology has advanced over the years. The things we've saw in, I don't remember if it was the first Ant-Man movie or the second Ant-Man movie, where we saw the de-aging of Michael Douglas, and it was just amazing. You, you would not think that that was computer-aided technology at all if you didn't know Michael Douglas was in his 70s, 80s at that time. I think it just beat cancer. It was it was ridiculous. It did not look plastic or rubbery or anything like that like it does in Tron Legacy. And because of that, it can be very distracting from the performance of Clue. Uh, you can sometimes not take him as seriously because of that distractingness of the special effects looking at it in a 10-year set of goggles, uh, so to speak. That was really my only disappointment um, in the movie 
looking back at it now 10 years later i thought that the, the plot was pretty decent the acting was pretty well done i thought overall it was a very very worthy sequel to the original tron now i will say that toward the end when you you kind of get into the uh stereotypical villain and has plans to take over this other world sort of thing it was it was stock boilerplate villain sort of motivation um it was okay it wasn't great you know, it was one of those things where it was, you know, kind of cliche, but it was fine considering the sort of world you were working in and the villain and how he was set up um, over the course of the movie and his motivations. And he was very much like a, a misguided child who was only doing what his creator had positioned him to do, how he saw fit. And so you've seen that cliche as well over and over again in movies. I said it, it was done decently. The original Tron is not a Gone with the Wind or Casablanca, one of these great masterpieces of cinema. It is a, a great movie, is a movie that sparked wonder in a generation and it's something that that aspect is not something that you're going to see too often nowadays so i didn't expect that with tron legacy i also didn't expect tron legacy to be of a caliber movie of those classic ones but it was a worthwhile sequel to the original tron and again that daft punk score just really makes that movie my only other disappointment is that this film never got a sequel or a proper sequel and I'll get to that in a moment. Now, more than before, after rewatching it, I really want to know what happened once the ISO or the lone ISO core gets into the real world. How how is that coding of the ISO? How can that be used to revolutionize mankind in the world of man? I really want to see that, and also what sort of pitfalls you know that entails with. How does it affect society? What kind of corporate battles happen inside of income because of that, because of the shift and change of leadership? I, those are things I want to see in the movie. And I don't think we will um, see simply because a sequel that had been long kind of mentioned but never came to be. And now recently at the time of recording, there's supposedly a new Tron movie starring Jared Leto, which is not going to have any real connection to Tron Legacy, which is sad because I think there are a lot of great ideas that were put forth in Tron Legacy that I think I, as well as a lot of the Tron fans, would like to see kind of a conclusion to it. And who knows, maybe those things will happen in this new movie if it really comes, comes to play or comes to pass, I should say. Now, if you have not seen Tron Legacy, I highly recommend it. If you've not seen original Tron, watch that first, then watch Tron Legacy. And Tron Legacy by itself is worth watching just because of the Daft Punk score. You do not understand how good this score is with this movie until you watch it. Their movie scores and music, music can really make a movie. One of the movies or series that come to mind, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, special effects, acting, great. But the music, the score, really sets it apart and makes it feel like a complete movie. And Daft Punk's score for Tron Legacy does the exact same thing. It makes it feel like a complete movie. If any other music was used, if any other person or group entity did the score, this movie would not work the way that it does. So that's me continuing to rant about how much I enjoyed revisiting Tron Legacy. Have you seen Tron Legacy? Have you watched it again or watched it several times? Let me know what you think. Drop us a line, info at websterstylemagazine.com or on Instagram or Twitter at websterstyle. We're going to take a break, take this listen from our sponsor, Anchor, and then we'll be back after that. <laughs> 
And we are back from the break. One of the things that I love about fragrances is the discovery aspect of fragrances. You can have two or three different fragrances and they all have very similar note breakdowns. Maybe not exactly the same, but similar. And then can all come away smelling slightly similar to each other, but also drastically different. And one of the fragrances that I find reminds me of one fragrance that I've talked about before, but is still very different from that fragrance is Instinct by David Beckham. Yes, David Beckham, the well-known soccer player married to, I forget, Pot Spice, I think uh, Victoria Beckham was that one. Um, however, he has a line of very successful fragrances that are very inexpensive. Uh, this bottle of Instinct, I picked up for about 13 bucks off of eBay and you're going to find them. This is for a, I believe, a 75 milliliter bottle, if I remember that correctly. And Alex is, is, is really good. Let me get into the notes first. So top note, you have bergamot, orange, and mandarin. So you have a very citrusy, bright opening. The middle notes are going to feature spicy anise, cardamom, and red pimento. And then your base is going to be vetiver, patchouli, and white amber. Now, upon my initial spraying on the back of my hand, it gave me the impressions of, of Old Spice. I think partially because Old Spice has that orange and, and bergamot in the... Is it bergamot? I don't know. It's a citrus and opening. Also, that spiciness um, as well, that red pimento came through in my initial spray as well. And I pick up a lot of that in Old Spices, a lot more pronounced. However, as Instinct really starts to open up and reveal its layers, you get more of the cardamom and the anise in that middle note as it dissipates. And then it really smooths out to a very sophisticated smell with the vetiver patchouli and the white amber. I would very much say this is a Old Spice if you took it to a black tie event. Uh, and there's no disrespecting Old Spice, nor is any disrespecting Instinct by David Beck. But even I wore it for three days straight just to get a very good impression of it to get it inside the house outside the house outside of the house in the heat and i really enjoyed wearing it you are going to get about three to four hours of really good performance out of this fragrance so do not be afraid to reapply i think at the about six hour mark i really felt it dissipating i could barely smell it anymore but the three to four hour mark i really got it uh, a good sense that it was still there on my body i'm not sure about projection i don't think it really it's not a projection monster but it's very much a fragrance you can wear anytime. It's very good for the office. I would not say it's good for like the gym or something like that. It doesn't have that sort of vibe. It's, it has a much more of a sophisticated vibe. So office scent, black tie, um, even a date night. You know, you, you just want to throw in something that you know is going to be clean and somewhat classy, gentlemanly. It is a classified as an aromatic fougere fragrance. So you can get something that's very classy, gentlemanly. It is not something that is going to say, hey, come and get me. Um, to whoever you're with, but they're going to find it pleasing. So I like Instinct by David Beckham. Again, if you want a blind buy, this is not a bad one to do as it won't set you back a lot of money. Like I said, I paid about 13 bucks for it. You really shouldn't pay any more than 24. You can find it at the rack stores. Excuse me. Yeah, 24 it, not 24 it. Find it at the rack stores, find it on eBay, Target, um, not Target, uh, Amazon, find it all those places for relatively cheap. So if you're really looking for a safe bet to blind buy, I highly recommend this one. This is a great one to have in the collection and like i said it's a really easy one to put on especially if you can't figure out something to wear to a you know somewhat nice occasion and with that this is going to be another episode of the sartorian geek podcast 
by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. And this is the 25th episode of the podcast. So we have been going 20 weeks straight since the pandemic started uh, with this bad boy. And this is going to end season one of the podcast. I'm going to be back in at least a week, maybe two, maybe a little bit longer with the start of season two of the podcast. I hope that everyone has enjoyed the content we've been putting out. Again, if you have any sort of questions, comments, show ideas, feel free to find us on Instagram and Twitter at Webster Style or just on Instagram at SartorianGeek.com. You can also email us at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Visit WebsterStyleMagazine.com or and SartorianGeek.com where you can find a plethora of content. I've been writing for this site and, and really putting up content on the site for almost 11 years now. So there's going to be a little something for everyone from our old women of webster uh feature rest we used to do to a lot of 30 dollar buys what 30 dollars can get you some of those things still hold true uh, a lot of uh, style tips clothing tips what to wear what not to wear q a's so check out the website tell me what you think thank you again for joining us and until next time stay safe and be blessed Kind of funny, can you tell me what's the price I got the Range Rover? Hang on me, when we walking, looking Gucci like that thing sprayed on me. Walking with a limp like an ankle sprained on me. Yeah, I rocked the cardigan, she don't really want me because one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pattern. No one girl should fit it out in them jeans. So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes. No one man should have all that style. Take it out, clothes on the floor, pattern. No one girl. So fit it out in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Hey, let me, let me see Let me see, let me, let me see Aim up and on the middle of my lawn Aim up and on the middle of my lawn Cause no one man should have all that styling Take it out, pose on the floor piling No one girl should fit it all in them jeans So take it up and let me see what's under them scenes Oh, you wanted to, oh, I completely read that wrong